Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I got a basic question for you. Following the S&P Composite Index, if you were to absolutely have just invested in that, if you'd started even after World War II and just stayed with it, would not you have had a better return overall? Uh, and why not do that in the future? I think you should. The S&P 500 has done very, very well. And it will probably do so in the future. Invest Talk. Over 36 million downloads and counting. Across America and around the world. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, November 23rd, 2021. And of course, the Thanksgiving holiday is only two days away. Two days. My favorite holiday. Um, and of course, I don't know about you, but we always have family over at our house for Thanksgiving. And this year, it's going to be a little small. Uh, I think we're only going to have like 14 this year. Remember, my wife has nine brothers and sisters. I have four brothers, but only two are left. The other two passed away. Um, but then you add in the nieces and nephews, and you get a pretty big crowd. And we invite friends, some friends who family are too far away or whatever. So it can get hit pretty big. I think our record is like 67 people. It was really a lot of fun. Okay, but at, but you know, regardless, after the holiday, you need to refocus on creating and securing your own financial future. Enjoy the holiday, but don't you know you're gonna have to go right back to it. You got a portfolio to grow and protect. You got to build it, build it carefully. And so on this show, and radio podcast and uh, podcast, we're, we're here to help. That's what we're here for. But if you want to answer specifically on specifically specific situations or issues, you got to call. I would love to hear you, hear from you. Everybody has specific situations for them. And some of them, you know, may, some of it might be because you're worried, you know, you've been burned before and you're worried uh, you can't afford to be burned again. I'm, I understand that. That does happen, and it has happened, and I've been burned before in certain investments I made. But and if you ever want to hear about them, I'll be happy to share that. But you know, you still have to work at it. You got to secure your financial future. So on today's program and podcast, we'll we you know, we'll help you. We want to help you. So give me a call. Our mission statement: independent thinking and shared success. And, of course, we, we state this right up front because this is our assurance to you that we will give you all the information we have, as much information as we can gather in a short period of time without bias and give it to you, just the facts. You know, it means our market reporting, our process explanations, our educational segments, and, and of course, our stock commentary, you know, all of it without bias, without prejudice of any kind as factual as we can provide. I'm Steve Peasley and I encourage you to give me a call. You can contact me right now with any and all investment questions, anything about any questions about finances, anything about money, we can talk about it. And when you do that, you can guide the show in the direction you want to. So, give me a call. And if you've never called, why don't do it now? You can get on, and there's no reason. There's, remember, there's no question that you can ask that other people out there would ask. So everybody has questions. No matter how simple you might think it is, other people probably need the answer to that question too. So please call. The number is 888-99-CHART. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. And so you can call that number right now, 888-992-4278. So let's go ahead and get right to the first listener line question. Hey, this is Andrew from Atlanta. I was trying to call about ticker symbol MGY. That's Magnolia Oil and Gas. I see that there's a the buy to sell ratio 
on the TD Ameritrade platform. It's like four to zero. If you could take a look at the financials to let me know if you think this would be a, a good stock to maybe take a position with. We like the show so much. Thank you. Bye. Okay, I appreciate the call. I do. This is a symbol MGY, Magnolia Oil and Gas Corporation, Class A shares. Um, engaged in the exploration and production of oil and gas in the Eagle Ford Shell and Austin Chalk in South Texas. Okay, so they're in Texas. They're out of Houston. Uh, they're going to make $2.35 this year after making only $0.02 cents last year. And then two forty four next year, up a little bit more. Uh, sales growth have been 134% in the most recent quarter. Before that, it was 203% for that quarter. Then 14% the quarter before that. And then shrinkage for four quarters in a row before that. So it's kind of, you know, their, their sales and earnings are kind of erratic. And that's why it's fairly cheap because it's only a $19.80 stock. So that tells you that the P.E. is, what, 7? Now, probably 8, 8 P.E., and the range is 4 to 403. So it's very risky, pays no dividend. I don't like that. It has a modest amount of debt. Uh, mutual funds have been buyers, pretty strong buyers in the last year. So it's a decent company. It's had a big run. I'd probably wait for a pullback, a decent size pullback. I mean, it has pulled back a little bit from 22 down to 1980. But I think I would probably wait till around 16, 17 before I would enter this stock. Okay? MGY. Okay. Uh, my focus point today concerns a particular story, how to protect your portfolio from inflation. How do you do that? So we're going to talk about that. Other topics we are going to discuss, hopefully, if we don't get a lot of callers, because callers come first, holiday travel at 2019 levels. Man, that means it's going to be bad this weekend. Uh, Biden to release 500 million gallons barrels of oil from oil reserve. Is that a lot? And he's got an agreement with China, India, South Korea, Japan, and Britain also to release oil from their strategic reserve. Is that enough? Is that a lot? What will that do? And is the bull running out of steam? Is the bull market ending? Oh, is it? Do you know? Do I know? No one really knows for sure, by the way. There's no one who knows for sure. But we'll talk about what some of the signs are and decide that. The market itself, the Dow was up 195 points today. So that's, you would feel, okay, good, the market was up. No, the Dow was up, the NASDAQ was down 80, and the SP was down, up 6. Up 6 for the S&P, down 80 for NASDAQ, and up 195 for the Dow. That should kind of give you a hint that the tech stocks are struggling because the NASDAQ is full of the big tech stocks, Right. The S&P 500 is too, but, you know, it's got a bunch of other kind of companies as well. So, we'll see. My trivia question today concerns a household debt. That will be coming up about the halfway mark. Household debt. Okay, and I'll have a question about it. How did the market do? Well, as I said, it was mixed. It seemed like the commodity section is probably holding up pretty well, and I think it will continue to do so. We're headed into a break. Dave from Toronto, hang on. You'll be next on Invest Talk. Look at the calendar. We are into November and on our way to Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. But now, you've got finance and investment questions. Steve and Justin welcome your calls. Invest Talk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to go right to Dave in Toronto. Hi, Dave. Hi, this is Sid, not Dave. Oh, okay. Uh, I think I'm sorry. my name is Hi, Sid. Okay. Hi, Steve. Happy holidays. Good Thank evening. Thank you, you too. Uh, 
Thanks for taking the call. I have questions regarding the ticker symbol WY. Where is your company? Current price is $38.54. It's in my radar for quite some time. Fundamentally, it looks good. Uh, and I'm just looking for a good entry point. What is your opinion about this ticker symbol? Thank you so much, Dave, for your time. Okay, this is Warehouser, W-Y, Warehouser. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, that owns and controls 14.1 million acres of long-term value timberlands and manufactures wood products. Okay, so timberland, you know, 20 years to grow those trees, you know, at the minimum. Okay, um, so they're going to make, uh, they in 2021, the estimate for this year is $3.32 a share, but that's pretty that's extremely unusual, extremely. Next year, they're going to only make $1.88, $1.88 a share. So it's going right back down to where it was. Um, sales have been pretty good, but I think it's I think you're too late to enter this stock. Uh, remember, we're, we're talking about housing. We're talking about wood, and what, what's used most wood is home construction. And it's right near its high, around $40 or so. So I wouldn't even consider picking it up until it got down to at least 30 but I, I don't think I'd buy this at this time I, th- I think it's I think you're at the peak of the housing market therefore the, uh, the peak of the timber market is already in and we know that because it was very expensive a year ago wood was very expensive prices have come down sharply and you can tell the projected earnings are going to go from 332 down to a dollar 88 that's not a good scenario you don't like that so yeah, uh, it's got to, as I said, it's got to be around $30 or so at the very, you know, before I even consider it. And even then, it depends on where we are in the cycle when it got there. I'd have to check that out. Just my opinion. Dave, thanks for the call. Let's go to Jamie in Palo Alto. Yeah, Jamie? Steve, I was calling about Disney. Uh-huh. Um, I see it's in a downtrend, and I was looking for a price point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it'd be a good one to pick up as you know when it's in this downtrend. I think uh Disney's one of those companies, you know, we all know what they make. They have three major drivers of earnings. Theme parks, which is by the way the biggest. Okay, and of course we all know about COVID and how that shut them down and how they're struggling to reopen, and we all know that. Uh, theme parks, movies, which also was severely affected, right? And uh Disney Plus or TV. Those are three main drivers, and the price has come down. I mean, we were, it was what, 100, it was 203 a couple years ago, okay, just before COVID hit. Uh, Recent highs have been about 187, and it's at 151 now. It's been coming down steadily. I think it's going to find a lot of support around 135 to 140, and that's where I think you put your buy point in. Okay, because that's what it was back in late uh, 2019, early 2020, and it bounced. Okay, so I think that's where that's where you, you, it might stop. Okay, and that might be a great place to pick it up because you know we're talking about Disney. It's not going anywhere. It certainly is not going anywhere. Okay, they're gonna make four dollars and twenty-five cents a share this year. That's double than it was last year, and then five seventy-seven in 2023. That's the projections. So it's $151 stock, so it's not necessarily cheap. It's not. So you just got to wait. You got to be patient. Be a little patient, Jamie. You can get it. You can pick it up. It's one of those companies you buy cheap and just hold on to it. When people take the time to leave an Investor podcast review on iTunes, we'd like to thank them for their courtesy by getting to their questions quickly. So let me get to one. The Puma 51, Puma. Visa has been going downward for a little while, and I was curious if you think it will get back on track. Yes, it will. You know, um, Visa, everybody, uh, provides global payment solutions in support of the credit and debit payment programs of, of, finance, of financial institutions. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's that weak, really. I don't think it's fallen that far. Uh, bounce today, uh, 198. Um, so it looks like about 
Looks like it's hitting some pretty good support. 195 area, 192, somewhere in there. That's where the support comes in. And the earnings are strong. Just it's been a little, it's been pricey. It's been very expensive. This has been very durable, very consistent with the earnings. That's why. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And for the investors, the need to remain vigilant will never end. So, you will have, you can, if you have portfolio questions, this is the time to call. We're taking your calls live right now, 888-99-CHART. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now. Ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Mike in Livermore. Hi, Mike. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, real quick, I have two qu- one question on two things. Uh, PAN National Gaming, P-E-N-N, and Activision Blizzard, A-T-B-I, seem to be going through the same thing. CEO problems, have to get rid of them, or, you know, that's out there going to slight. And they took a big hit. I have positions in both. And I'd like to add them if you feel that uh, I feel they're kind of at the bottom and they're going through the same thing uh, in kind uh-huh. of the same stock gaming and uh, uh, okay. po- not poker, but anyway, they're both going through the same problem. Are they, is that related? They're both going to kind of end the same? Well, they're very different. Well, there are very different sectors. PIN is very different than Activision. Activision, you know, is is you know publisher of entertainment, software entertainment, right? PIN is more into yeah. you know uh, gaming, gambling. Uh, operating forty-one right. gaming properties. So they're pretty different. Now, the cause of the weakness with the CEO issue could be the same. And whenever I see that with a CEO and the company's fundamentally strong, but the stock is getting beat up, I like you, I look for a place to get in, not a place to get out. You know, uh, and I hope I don't already own them because I, I got to take a beating, but I still want to get in and buy some more because, you know, the companies are very, very strong. But they're very different companies. So, uh, for instance, Penn, Penn is uh, going to make $2.82 this year after it lost $5 last year, and then two forty-two dollars next year. So its estimates are not that strong, uh, 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 and it's a $51 stock. I, I think Activision, ATVI, which is, of course, very different, uh, has much better sales growth going forward and it's going to make three dollars and eighty-one cents this year after three twenty-one last year. So I think, my personally, uh, I think Penn looks, uh, Activision looks more attractive to me. But it it it, it doesn't have support unless you go way, way back to two thousand eighteen, two thousand early two thousand nineteen, and where that was is in the, in the mid to high forties, and it's at sixty-one now. So I'm wondering how how low is low? You know, how far down will it go? Uh, uh, so I think you need to watch a chart. When you see some strength come back, then you might enter it. But right now, you don't have any of that strength. Nothing. So it's still weak. I mean, it's still very, very weak. Relative strength of S&P 500, it's at 10, which is really low. So it's going to bounce. We just, just don't know where from. Uh, that would be my, my choice, Activision, of the two. Okay, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Okay, my focus point today concerns a story, how to protect the portfolio from inflation. Okay, so we all worried about inflation. We know inflation is a problem. The Fed seems to be the least amount, least person that should be worried about, but they're not. They think it's going to steady, you know, flatten out. But they've been saying that for well over a year, and it hasn't so far. And I don't think, I do think we've seen a peak. I do think that. But I think it's going to settle out, out at a much higher level than they think. Uh, I think it's going to settle out between 4 4.5%, which is a lot higher than our average, long-term average, which is 3, 3.3, something like that. So how do you deal with, you know, no one here, well, no one listening to the show, well, some of us old-timers do. 
probably have dealt with inflation. What happens? What should we? What position should we buy with inflation? Well, if you do enough reading, you'll know there are certain sectors that do well in the inflationary environment. Okay, and we talked about them on this show. Of course, you could do a direct hedge against inflation. That would be tips. Treasury inflated, inflation protected securities. You can buy tips if you want to be very conservative and still stay ahead of inflation, and that should do it. It won't return you much, but, you know, it's still an inflation hedge. Commodities is, an, is, a, is a hedge, inflation hedge. Usually commodities, you, you hold up and do very well in inflationary times. So I think that's one of the things you can do. And there are equity hedges, you know, there, you can, there are ETFs and stocks that, you know, will, will buck the trend. Bank stocks are usually pretty good. You know, so, and of course, gold is, you know, it hasn't done anything this year, but generally it's a pretty good inflation hedge. So those are the kinds of things that you can do. Now, even your inflation hedge, you can have very very conservative inflation hedges like tips, or you can get pretty darn aggressive with inflation hedges, hedges, just like any part of the stock market. You just have to decide where you want to be. Okay? Nobody likes debt, right? I don't like debt. I hate debt. But most people have some amount of debt on their household ledger. Most people do. So as we go to break, here's my trivia question. What do you suppose was the amount of the U.S. household debt at the end of 2020? And for the 2020 pandemic year, did the credit card delinquency rate decrease or increase? The 2020 uh, pandemic year, did credit card debts, credit card delinquency rate decrease or increase? At the break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, my phone lines are open and I encourage you Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Um, I wanted to see if you thought that that was a safer place to park the money for long term. Good advice. Stick to a well-thought-out plan for carefully divvying up your money so no single calamity will destroy your portfolio. Want to talk about it? 888-99-CHART is how to get through right now. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com slash today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, 
You can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. No two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. The best way to get answers that correspond with your situation is for you to submit your questions to Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. The 24-hour listener line never closes, so don't forget to call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question. What do you suppose was the amount of U.S. household debt at the end of 2020? And for the 2020 pandemic year, did the credit card delinquency rate go up or go down? Okay. 2020 was a strange year, right? A pandemic year. So on one hand, many Americans were suddenly out of job. On the other hand, expenses on many items declined. Remember how oil went down to like $19 a barrel? So, so it was a strange year. Still, according to the report by the Federal Reserve, in 2020, household debt hit $14.6 trillion. That's trillion with a T. That was an increase of $414 billion. Increase of $414 billion. And mortgage debt passed over $10 trillion for the first time ever. An increase of $486 billion during the 2020. During 2020. Uh, about the debt. I mean, the credit card delinquencies. Nationwide, the credit card delinquency rate decreased 4% in October 2020 from 
5.92% in February 2020. So before, it was 5.92, afterwards, 4. So the liquidity went down, even though everybody was out of a job. Interesting, huh? Now, across all states, credit card delinquency rates on accounts 30-plus days in arrears range from about 265 to 6.73%. States with highest poverty rates and a higher share of people without medical insurance, the uninsured rate tend to have higher credit card delinquency rates and lower credit card scores. Just for some background information. Let's go to Robin in Florida. How you doing, Robin? Uh, doing well, Steve. Enjoy your co- your uh, podcast. I Thank get you. it, my podcast. Uh, try to listen to it regularly. But uh, you got a basic question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, following the S and P composite uh, composite index, mm-hmm. if you were to absolutely have just invested in that, um, you know, from the beginning. Actually, you started in 1900, but if you'd started even after World War II, and just stayed with it. Yep. Would not you have had a better return overall? Uh, you're getting the 500 stock index. You're getting a, a actual return because some of those pay dividends. Why, why wouldn't that not have been a Monday morning quarterback policy to have followed? Uh, and why not do that in the future? I think you should. <laughs> Don't think I, you're right. The S&P 500 has, very, has done very, very well. Okay, over all over that time. And it will probably do so in the future. It probably will. But you have, this is the problem with that. You know, I, I've always been a believer of that, Robin. This is the problem. People can't do it. Why can't they? They're emotional. They will look at it, drop 50% like it did in 2008, or two, 37% like it did in the COVID. And they look at that and they get out right at the bottom. Then... Once it recovers, they get back in. That means they they can't perform as the S&P 500 because they got out and then they waited a while while it was rallying to get back in. Many times they'll wait six months, a year after it started rallying, then get back. It's been proven over and over and over again that that's what people do. In their mind, logic, common sense tells them not to do it, but they still do it. And I'm not talking about... People are not educated. I'm talking about educated people. People are smart. Business people, people have been in the market for a long time. They still do it. Now, not everybody, right, Robin? But that's why it's not, that's why people's performance, look at their 401k's performance over 20 years, and you'll find how bad it is. And that's because they get out and they get in, they get out and get in, always at the wrong time. So you're right. Now we just got to convince people to stick with it. Okay, Robin. All right. Thank you very much for that insight. Do you all participate in that? Is that part of your overall stock strategy, invest equity strategy? Yeah, we we you know we will we will moderate what we buy. For instance, we've been leaning on for the last year uh, commodities, but that doesn't mean we get out of our tech stocks, or we don't mean we get out of our other stocks. We might cut back. But we stay with the market. Stay with the market. Okay? And that's how you do it. You don't yeah, can you get out or go, you know, try to time it? Doesn't work. But you can always hedge. You know, you can you know, and of course you can have if you want to be a very conservative person, there's investments and programs we have for that. If you want to be aggressive, there's a programs we have for that. So it depends on who you are and what you want to do. For instance, if you're close to retirement, and this is the money you can't risk. You don't be in the market full, fully in the market. You'd be in the market, but not fully. Okay, so yeah, that you know that's why you have a manager <laughs> to help you with that. Okay, Robin, appreciate it. Good question, though. I've answered. I've had that question every so often. But you're right. Stick with the market. But people can't do it. I wish they could. Wish they could. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278 is our number. Holiday travel in 2019 levels is what we're doing now. We're back to 2019, before COVID, back. That's about $2 million, $2 million travelers a day. This is, of course, according to TSA. Uh, 
20 million passengers from 1119 to 1128, the Thanksgiving holiday period. Uh, uh, and five, there's going to be 500,000 are expected to travel on Sunday alone. <laughs> that would be a record. The previous record, over 550,000, I'm sorry, 550,000. The previous record was 516,000. It's back. And I feel sorry for those people who are going to try to travel because the traffic is back, but the airlines and the rental cars, I don't think they're fully staffed and have fully enough flights and seats. And we're hearing about they can't keep the people or have enough workers. And, you know, it's going to be a mess. Just my, I think it's going to be a mess. I hope not, but man, I'm glad I never travel on this weekend. Never. No. Now, I have Thanksgiving at my house, and people come to my house, but most of my people are local. They just drive. Drive home, eat, get stuffed, and head back. Then we always say what we're thankful for. We go around, put a big circle, and everybody goes around one by one to say what they are, th- have, are thankful for this last year. And sometimes it gets kind of emotional. Kind of emotional. I teared up a little bit last year, just a little last year, but... I mean, sometimes it can get pretty emotional. But I tell you what, it feels good afterwards. It does. 888-99-CHART. Let's swing back to the InvestTalk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier from a listener in Alabama. Hello, this is Zach from Atlanta, Georgia. And I was calling about a ticker symbol J-A-M-F. Justin recently talked about it on the show, and it recently just had a had a big drop, and I was wondering if this might be a good time to get into it or what you think. Thank you, and I'll listen for your answer on the podcast. Okay, that was my engineer's fault. He's a little rusty on geography, apparently. Georgia is not Alabama. Anyways, uh, J-M- J-A-M-F, J-A-M-F Holding Corporation, it's a... $3.7 billion company, standard uh, uh, standard in Apple Enterprise Management and Cloud Software Platform for Infrastructure and Security. So it's a standard, uh, you know, for uh, management software, cloud software. I kind of like that area, by the way. It's not a very, it's a fairly new company. It only came out in September, well, no, maybe August. Uh, in uh, 2020, so it's not that old. They make money. 2020, they made 12 cents a share. 2021, 14 cents a share, and this year they're going to make 21 cents a share. The sales growth is in the mid 30s and been very consistent for two years in the mid 30s. That means that growth, that consistency, means it's very pricey. It's 31 dollars 78 cents, only going to make 21 cents a share. But you figure, well, if it keeps growing at 35% a quarter, every quarter, yeah, well, it, the growth rate, if it stays that way, will do very well. But the return on equity is only 2%. That's very low. Mutual funds are buyers. I mean, I like the stock. I don't like the price. Too expensive for me. And I'll tell you what, the price has come down from $50, $50. Down to, you know, 31.78. So you would say, well, no, it's really low prices. Back down to 31. It's it's lower than its IPO price. What a bargain. No, it was always expensive. It was expensive from when it went out the gate. When it IPO'd, initial public offering was very expensive. You know, so you know, one of my issues we have is people, uh, people look at the current conditions we've seen in, in the prices versus earnings for a lot of tech companies, and it's been so elevated so long, people think it's normal. Now, you can say, well, it's been normal the last 10 years. Yeah, I agree, last year. But you go back in time, it's not normal. It's very expensive. So then I'm going to get this argument, well, that's because you just don't know about tech, and you you know, you know don't understand the, you know, the new new economy where this huge sales growth is common all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand. You know, I heard those same exact arguments in 1999, just before the collapse of the dot-com in 2000. Oh, you don't understand. It's a new paradigm. It's a new way to do business. Uh Uh-huh. You still have to make a certain amount of money 
on your business and you have to make a certain amount of money to justify a stock price, no matter what you say, over long periods of time, I don't care. It's going to revert to norms at some point. I don't know when, but it will. Okay, um, with Thanksgiving arriving on Thursday, a lot of folks have their mind off investing. Okay, I understand that. You can take some days off. That's okay. But it doesn't mean you can afford to let your guard down for very long. So, and you know, on almost every podcast, I mention what we do at KPP Financial, Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. Uh, we are based in Irvine, California. That's in Orange County, but in Southern California, between San Diego County and L.A. County. Um, here we practice independent things and share success. And what does that mean? We provide unbiased guidance. We practice parallel investing, meaning I buy the same thing for me, Giant Justin, for ourselves as we do for our clients. We want to be on board with our clients. Uh, we have inter- in- a number of in- strategies we use, five to be specific, and I'm in each one of them. So I try to be uh, as honest and fair a straight shooter as I can, and how I think I do that is make sure I invest in- alongside my client. So if you want to take a look at your portfolio, I'd be happy to do that. Go to investauth.com, click on Contact Us, send me an email, we'll be doing that. We'll be in contact. We'd like to, we like to help you. We want to help you. You don't have to become a client. We'll still help you if you have questions. That's what the show is all about, too. Helping. Let's go to Bill in Northern California. Hi, Steve. Good afternoon. Thanks for um, the call. Nice to talk to you again. Thank you. So I've had this position in uh, Freeport Mac brand for quite a while. I actually held it at a loss for some time and waiting for the recovery and, uh, you know, it's been doing really gangbusters in the last year. Um, what do you think of it going forward the, uh, with the economy and everything? I think it has one more decent run in it. This is Freeport, Mac Moran, everybody, FCX. Because I think commodities have a ways to go. And this one, it, it, it's all about gold. It's a engaged exploration, development, and, and copper and gold, silver. You know, in Indonesia, in mines they have in Indonesia, North and South America, it's a pretty big company, fifty-six billion. Their earnings, uh, earnings, sales have been growing fifty to sixty to eighty percent in the last few quarters per quarter. Uh, they're going to make three dollars and nine cents this year and three fifty-three next year. It's a thirty-eight dollar stock, so I think it's still very reasonable, and I would hold on to it at this point. Now, the recent high, you saw that recent high it had. Uh, Bill? Right. Okay. Uh-huh. I, you, yep. You're looking to see, and that was $46.10, by the way. Uh, that was a recent high, and you're hoping that it'll break that. It's a 38.68. If it breaks that, you got to just keep going. If it gets up to the mid-40s and starts to hesitate, that would make me a little bit nervous. Okay? But I think it's going to go back there. I really do. Bill, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Good luck with it. F- FCX is the symbol, everybody. F. C X. Okay. Um, Biden to release 500 million barrels of oil of the reserve, the oil reserve that we have in the United States. And he agreed with other countries, China, India, South Korea, Japan, and Britain to also relieve, release some of their oil reserves. They're trying to get the price of oil down. Now, uh, they're doing it because Saudi Arabia and OPEC have not have been kind of death blind and dumb to request to increase production. But I'll I'll tell you this: I don't think they I don't think they have much increase of production left in them. I think they're almost at maximum now. I don't think they have the abilities to pump more out. But you know what do I know? I just don't think they do because, you know, historically, I've looked at their productions and they're pretty high. Um, what we need is more supply. You know, we can provide we can provide that here in the United States if, if the government was friendly to that idea, but they're not. So we're telling Middle East to pump more oil when we could do it ourselves. That, well, by the way, that 500 million plus those other countries is dropping a bucket. Not enough to really going to make an impact. Notice the prices of oil, barrel oil went up today after that announcement. 
On the next Invest Talk, we're going to talk about different things. I can't get to it. We're too short. 888-99-CHART is my number. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. Hey guys, George calling from Boston, Massachusetts. Just have a question for ticker symbol NIO, Neil, um, Chinese electric car company. I have around 75 positions of it uh, that I've been dollar cost averaging. Just wondering what you guys think about it and where do you guys think it will go? Thank you. Love the show. Bye. Okay, before I answer that, I uh, my my program director corrected me. I, I I thought I thought I said fifty million, but apparently I saw it said five hundred million. It's fifty million barrels of oil that's going to be released. And by the way, just so you know, that, as I said, that's a drop in a bucket because we use the world uses ninety seven million barrels a day. So this is just nothing compared to what's needed. Anyways. Let's ask. Let's answer his question. Is Neo N I O is a symbol, everybody, um, and it, it's a Chinese company manufactures sells electric vehicles parts as well as provides battery and charging services, that kind of thing. They lose money. Have been losing money for uh, since they existed. They're going to lose sixteen cents a share next year. That's an improvement after losing sixty six cents this year. Sales growth is one hundred and twenty eight percent the most recent quarter, one hundred forty nine percent the quarter before that, uh, five hundred twenty nine percent before that. But their sales is about one point five billion dollars a quarter. Okay, so with that, uh, 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 that's what six billion a year, and it's a sixty five billion dollar company. Okay, to give you a little prospectus, let's look at GM. What's their market cap? $91 billion, and they do $26 billion a quarter. Remember, NEO does $1.5 billion. Now, the reason why it is because it's an electric vehicle. Everybody's in love with that sector, right? And there's reasons for it. You know, we're going to have a lot more electric vehicles out there, so there's reasons. Um, I, I don't think I'd buy it at this price, $42 a share, because it's way too high for the amount of money they make. But I said that during uh, Tesla's explosive, explosive growth uh, time period, too. It's just too expensive for me, and I never bought Tesla. And, of course, it would have been smart to do that. But remember, this is also a Chinese company. So the transparency is not very good. There in the Chinese company. So you have to take your chances. If you think it's going to work, great. Happy for you. Not for me, though. Not for me. Mutual funds are slowly buying it over over the last year. They've been buying it. NIO is a symbol, everybody. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Is the bull run, bull run running out of steam? Is it is this bull move by the market that we've had from since, what, 2009? Well, from 2009 to 2020, just before the COVID crash, which ended the bull run because it was down 37%, the market, that was the longest bull run in history. Okay, longest. T. Rowe Price sees a less robust future, a less robust returns going forward. He thinks the central banks will start to implement Tightening. Now, of course, you've heard that from me and Justin. We've been saying that for you know, for months now. That that's what the we've peaked at the at the loosening. This is record loosening, and now we know starting what this month, November, the Federal Reserve is starting to stop buying as much bonds as they were before. Reduce the amount of purchases. I do. I saying reduce not. St- Stop completely. So they're still easing. Technically, this is still easing. It's just easing less. In other words, putting less money in the system than it was before. I mean, you talk about, and it's just very small incremental move at this stage. And 
they're they have said flat out they're going to let inflation run, so it's going to run for a while. But they also they believe it's going to settle down, and they believe it's going to settle down before the end of the year. That's not going to happen. I think they're totally wrong on that. Now they're saying it'll be sometime next year. Well, settle down to what? I think it's peak too, but it ain't going to go back to two and a half, two two and a half percent. That's not happening. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Invest Talk program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening, and we encourage you to tell your friends and family members about the free podcast downloads. Okay? Get your free downloads anytime on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And remember, if you take the time to leave a brief question to, to answer, give us a review on iTunes. If you take the time to do that, we'll answer any question, any financial question right away. So do that. Independent thing and share success. This is the best talk. Enjoy your evening, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.